Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy, it's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. It is time to have a conversation that I don't think a lot of you are going to want to have or are going to want to hear, but I really, really want you to hear me out on this. Whether you are a woman that drinks just socially to have fun, maybe you have drinks at night to unwind, we're coming into the holiday season, which is really why I planned this for right now, because alcohol consumption tends to increase during the holiday season, tends to increase during really stressful times, and this is just something that I need to address. For so long, I was the health coach that was everything in moderation. It's what I preached. It kind of is still what I preach. But when it comes to alcohol, when it comes to the studies that have come out, when it comes to the hundreds of women that I have helped be able to reach their goals, when it comes to pros and cons of alcohol, there just are no pros. When it comes to our physical health, our mental health, our sleep, our hormones, there is only evidence in the opposite direction. Alcohol is a toxin on our body and it wreaks havoc on our health. And it impacts women twice as much as it impacts men. And I know that can be frustrating because it's like, gosh, we get the periods. We have to have the kids. It's uh, alcohol impacts us more. But as a woman, Regardless of all the frustrations and things that we deal with, our hormones are a superpower. And when we can not only get our hormones, but our body and our metabolism working for us, when we can get everything in this like beautiful symphony and harmony, we can live the happiest and healthiest lives. But unfortunately, most of us don't get to experience that because of all the road bumps along the way or because we never actually take time to learn about our health. And I'm huge, like, huge on education with women. Whenever any client comes into my world, I'm like very clear with them. This is not going to be your cookie cutter program. I am not here just to tell you what to do. I'm here to educate and empower you to not only reach your goals, but to keep them for the rest of your life. And even you listening, even though you may not be a client of mine, that is what I'm here to do for you. And I'm also here to have a really, really serious conversation on how alcohol impacts that. This is something that I chose to give up in my life a long time ago. I realized that alcohol had 
bigger impacts on me than than the people around me. I was very sensitive to it. I noticed more than anything that it impacted my mental health. I was like very emotional, very depressed for a couple of days after. It's going to affect everyone differently. And you may not be feeling that. You might be like, hey, it's fine. And I have drinks in moderation, but we struggle with other things that we might not know are related to alcohol. Um, So here's the thing. We drink for different reasons, whether it's it is to have fun, whether it's for like social reasons, it's for holidays to loosen up a little bit. Um, there are lots of different reasons that we drink and it can seem like a big bonus, or maybe it's something that you do to help you unwind and help you sleep better using quotation marks, sleep better at night, right? It's part of your nightly routine and it's just something that you don't want to give up. I just want to strongly lay out another picture for you on the things that it could be causing. And even though in those temporary moments, it's making us feel a little bit more relaxed and helping us unwind, it could be having a lot more drastic impacts on our life than we're realizing. So let's just have a conversation about it. I'm never here to scare tactic you, to freak you out, to tell you all of these things are happening in your body. I'm here to just sort of lay out the science, the evidence, have a conversation, and then talk about my personal experience in helping hundreds of women versus the ones that are willing to give up alcohol or it's not part of their life and ones that are so closely tied to it. And it's one thing that they're not willing to give up. So when it comes to alcohol in general, when we look at the studies, we always hear like one drink per day, one glass of wine per day may lower your risk of heart disease. But let's take a little zoom in on that actual study because this is women over the age of 55 years old. So women that have already gone through menopause where we're not dealing with hormones, we're not dealing with a cycle, it may lower your risk of heart disease. But there's also in that study is if you go over that amount, or if you, I think it's like one and a half ounces of liquor or five ounce glass of wine, if you go over that amount, it has risks of increasing your risk of heart disease, right? So I think a lot of this community is under the age of 55. So I really want to speak to that. But I also wanted to talk about that study because there's two things kind of going in the opposite directions. And there's a very small group where it may have lowered their risk of heart disease if it was kept under a five ounce glass of wine per day in women that are already in menopause over the age of 55. When it comes to women that are not in menopause age and are under the age of 55, let's have an honest conversation about the things that it can impact. Um, Start with hormones, right? Alcohol can disrupt the balance of hormones in a body. It can lead to hormone disorders like PCOS. It can cause a lot of inflammation. It can definitely disrupt your menstrual cycle because alcohol affects your hypothalamus. It affects your pituitary glands which control your menstrual cycle, right? So if you're if you feel like you have a hormone imbalance, if you're struggling with your cycle, if you have like really irregular or bad periods or, you know, maybe you're having all of these impacts happening where you're like what is going on? You're trying to do the right things but you still have alcohol a part of it. 
understand that alcohol is a toxin in your body. At the end of the day, that is what it is, whether it's in moderation or whether it's not in moderation. If that is present in your body a couple of times a week, it's going to drastically impact your cycle. Maybe you're somebody that has three glasses of wine per week, you know, or that could be your baseline. You could be over that. Think about three times per week, your hypothalamus and your pituitary glands getting impacted, right? Your sex hormones getting impacted. The next thing I'll mention is sleep. It hugely interferes with sleep patterns. Yes, it may help you get to sleep. Initially, it makes you feel drowsy. But what it does is it disrupts your sleep cycle. It disrupts your circadian rhythm, your body's ability to get into a deep sleep on its own. So you might say alcohol helps me sleep because the nights I don't have it, I have trouble getting to sleep because your body is using that in order to feel drowsy and get to sleep, which means your circadian rhythm, your melatonin, it's not naturally kicking in. It reduces the amount of restorative and REM sleep that you get might be waking you up in the middle of the night, whether it's waking you up in the middle of the night or not, it is proven that it reduces deep sleep and restorative REM sleep. So you wake up, cortisol's already higher because we didn't get the restorative and REM sleep that we wanted, right? Our energy is lower. Maybe we reach for the coffee. We have more stress that day. We're not handling things as well because our mental health isn't like sharp and clear. We're not feeling super intentional and grounded because we drank the night before, right? It's impacting all of these bodily functions. And on top of that, if we tie this right back to hormones, when we have low sleep, we know that cortisol is high. When cortisol is high over an extended period of time, we also know that impacts our sex hormones. So just for those two things alone, if we are somebody that is in the rat race of why am I not seeing results, but yet we're still having our nightly glass of wine or three nights a week or on weekends, we're drinking to have fun. And you know maybe we're having five or six drinks on the weekends at that point, but we're not seeing the results we want to see. I want you to take a huge look at your relationship with alcohol and if it is serving you, right? It's not a guilty thing like you have to be sober or else all of these things will happen. It's it's an honest conversation of is this adding to my health or is this taking away from my health? And when you truly have that conversation and you lay everything out, it would be really, really hard for you to say that alcohol is adding to your health. I'm going to keep going with things that it impacts. The next thing is mood. Depression and anxiety. I felt this huge when I drank. And look, when I say when I drank, I'm not like 1000% sober. And I didn't have any alcohol issues in any way. I was never the biggest drinker of the group, even in my partying days, right? I was never the like booze hound on the weekends that was just like had to get drunk every weekend. I I never, of course, I partied back in the day, but I never had a an unhealthy relationship with alcohol where I used it as a crutch. Um, but when I made the decision to cut it out of my life, it just took this like weight off of my shoulders where it was like, I don't need this to have fun. I'm actually more who I am and want to be when I'm not drinking versus when I do. And I also don't have the impacts of it for two to three days after because it can massively affect your mood. It can cause depression. It can cause anxiety. And I know that some of us are like, 
using this as a form of self-medication for these issues. It's like, but it, it temporarily cures my depression and anxiety, but in the long run, it often makes those symptoms so much worse. It impacts our mood and impacts our overall well-being, and it gets us further away from who we are as a human, our most authentic and confident self. We want to find that without alcohol being present. The next one is one of the biggest reasons that I actually decided to give this up is because alcohol causes accelerated aging, premature aging. So when you have like this excessive alcohol consumption and look, excessive can be used in a different amount. But I think if you're having a drink a day or every single weekend, you're partying to me, that is overconsumption of alcohol when you look at the healthy, appropriate amount. Um, but it can cause premature aging, the development of wrinkles, skin blemishes, and generally an aged appearance. And if you look at the studies behind this, like it drastically impacts your aging. And if, I don't know about you, but like facials and Botox and fillers, like those things are expensive. So if I can just do one thing to cut back on all of that, and to have my skin a little bit more glowy and clear and also my mind and my hormones feeling better by just not drinking, like, hell yes, sign me up. That is so worth it to me. Um, let's move on to mental and physical health, because this is what I speak a lot to when I am speaking to alcohol outside of hormones. Um, physical health, again, when it comes to heart health, there are really no studies when it comes to under the age of 55 that it adds to heart health. It actually is the opposite. Um, excessive alcohol use can have adverse effects on your cardiovascular health, increases the risks of high blood pressure. There's also evidence to suggest that it's associated with an increased risk of breast cancer. And like that is just not worth it. Even if it's a small percentage, if it increases breast cancer in a small percentage and increases risks like high blood pressure, it's like, is it even worth it to have in our life on top of what it's doing to our liver? Which like, we all know that drinking isn't great for our liver. It's a toxin. It's detoxed out through our liver. Women in general are more vulnerable to alcohol-related liver damage than men. Again, unfair, but it is how it is. But it's due to how our body metabolizes alcohol. It metabolizes it in a different way, and it is more harsh on our liver, and it can lead to permanent damage with that. On top of mental health, I mean, I think we all know that um, drinking can impact our mental health. We can be our best self and our worst self in a 12-hour span. It impairs cognitive functions. It can lead to memory problems. We might have difficulty concentrating like for 24 hours after while the alcohol is still being detoxed into uh, out of our body. Um also know that it's linked to an increased risk of mental health disorders, increased risk of depression and anxiety. And to me, that is like particularly harmful because we already live in a society where we are at risk for a lot of mental illness. And as women, we are so hard on ourselves. We're always in this downward spiral of things we're not doing well enough. We're not good enough. We don't look good enough. We're comparing ourselves consistently. And then we're adding something in that's impacting us on such a drastic level. And I'm not recording this podcast again to be this scare tactic. The things that I'm telling you aren't scare tactics. 
there is science behind it and it drastically does impact your life, your physical health, your mental health, your sleep, your hormones, your happiness. And I'm here to help women live their happiest and healthiest lives. And when I did preach moderation for so long, I feel like I did women a disservice by not having the honest conversation. And with that being said, I'm not a coach that's going to guilt you in any way if drinking is something that you still want to do in moderation. I'll be so open with you guys. I had my wedding two weekends ago and I had a couple of drinks at my wedding because to me that was something where I was like, this feels like a celebration and I do want to have a drink or two. I also know my limits. I didn't by any means get drunk or out of control or where the next day I was like so hungover. I had two, maybe three drinks at most over like a six to eight hour span. That is something that is going to be a rarity in my life. That is something that happens probably once or twice a year. For the general part, I don't consume alcohol. I'll usually go to the bar and get a a soda water with two limes so it looks like I am because I don't really want to have the conversation of, hey, I'm not drinking tonight because you know how peer pressure is. And when you get around people that are drinking, you feel like you need to. Um, That is always my go-to trick, by the way. Soda water with two limes or a lemon and a lime. The bartender can always hook you up if you want to get a little splash of cranberry in that to make it look like you're drinking. Um, But also you can just have the conversation of, hey, I'm just trying this in my life. Um, If it's something that you're not interested in, that's okay. If you feel like it's adding to your life and feel like it's adding to your health, and that's not something that you're willing to give that boundary up on, I'm not here to judge you in any way. I have still helped women be able to see results while keeping this in their life. But I think if you're a woman dealing with a downregulated metabolism or hormones that are not feeling like they're working for you, taking alcohol out of your life can be a really, really smart decision. Um, It can be something that you can slowly do or something that you just do out of curiosity. Anytime we're making a decision for our health, we're used to coming from a place of fear, shame, guilt, so badly and desperately wanting results and wanting to shrink our bodies. But if you come from a place of curiosity on, I'm curious how my body would feel if I didn't have a drink this week. Okay. I'm curious how my body would feel if I didn't have a drink for two weeks. I'm curious if I would be so much happier and less stressed this holiday season if I didn't add drinking in, if I found other ways to be able to cope with stress, other ways to be able to regulate my nervous system. Maybe I'm sleeping better. Maybe my skin is glowing a little bit better. Maybe I'm not as like harsh with my kids and snapping at them because I just feel more regulated in my body and in my systems. When you come from a place of curiosity, instead of shame, anger, or have-tos, it's always a better outcome. And usually curiosity will breed consistency because it's never a have-to. It's never a deadline that you have to make. Curiosity automatically is like, oh, well, if I'm just curious about it, you want to try it again. And maybe you try it the next day and the next day. And it becomes a much happier conversation, like self-rhetoric and conversation, um, and becomes a lot easier to get an outcome. So 
There are the facts. I want to know what you thought about this episode. Truly, truly, truly send me a message. Let me know if this resonated with you. If you've given up drinking, if you're thinking about giving up drinking. Um, and as always, if you're listening to this podcast and you are loving it, know that it is just me at my desk here recording these podcast episodes. And I would love to hear that you're listening. I would love if you left me a five-star review on Apple to just keep building and growing this community. It's the best way that I know you absolutely love this podcast and I love that you are here. If you vibe with this episode, I would love to hear from you. You know at Crying Burns Calories, we are all about community and connection and just changing the conversation about life for women. So if this episode was helpful for you, I would love if you could tag me, share it on your Instagram stories so I can thank you and also so we can just continue to get the message out and growing this amazing community.